Well, good morning, John. Um, welcome to this episode of Legends of Tabletop. I am your host, Leah Bond, and joining me today, I will give you a chance to introduce yourself. My name is John Donald Carlucci. <laughs> yes, and Hi. tell us what it is that you do. Lots of things. I'm an illustrator and sculptor, and yes. right now I have a comic book series that's just starting up web comic and uh, i'm writing a script for a production company i finally got the approval to start um, i just dabble in a lot of things absolutely it's it's always best to keep a wide and varied uh arena of action mm-hmm. And it's 26 degrees here, so that's why I'm wrapped up in it. Oh, no. My um, office is chilly. Oh, Even I can... Even with on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, man. Um, <clears throat> we're around 40 here today, so it's a uh, little bit chilly, but not too terribly, too terribly bad. Um, so, so tell me about this comic venture for you, the graphic uh, <clears throat> concept that you have going on. Uh, it's called the Diseased Fleet, and it's about a, a fleet of uh, um, an army that comes to the galaxy and begins to invade the uh, uh, human empire. Uh, there are no aliens in the universe. It's just humanity. And uh, this fleet has traveled through two galaxies already over the last thousand years, and uh, they are suffering from a disease that essentially killed their whole race, and they are dead, but their armor keeps them mobile. And uh, they're basically harvesting humanity because they are of the same DNA, and uh, the cloning of body parts also keeps them existing. And that's essentially the whole story. So kind uh, of like a golden throne almost. Uh, what? Like a golden throne almost, the king on the... Uh, yeah, the king of pain is... Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> basically, his army is programmed. They have a uh, device in their brain that stimulates the pleasure centers. Uh, and to overwhelm the pain of uh, uh, being dead. Um, but they also receive a jolt every time they fire their weapon or they hear their emperor's name, their king. So basically he runs his entire army by providing them artificial pleasure in their brain. Oh, very cool. It's dark. Yes. Yeah. Very, very, very dark. Cool. And uh, I've been releasing... Uh, pages on patreon mm-hmm. um i've been releasing concept art on facebook instagram reddit every place that will take it um i think i released it on subway sandwiches website I, i've released artwork <laughs> everywhere uh to generate attention um i've changed my art style mm-hmm. uh, i'm constantly evolving with my art style but um recently i just decided to stop trying to learn from everybody and mm-hmm. just draw the way I draw, yeah. which is a little like you've cited a number of people have cited Mike McNola ish because I've always liked uh, <clears throat> excuse me heavy black shadows mm-hmm. and uh, 
uh, simplicity of line because as a artist art director friend of mine said I have a fetish for line so I'm trying to roll it in the other direction if you look through my portfolio on ArtStation as opposed to my uh, uh, johndonocarlucci.com which is a more simplified portfolio yeah. uh, there are some pieces where you can see the line fetish really come through mm -hmm. and I'm trying not to do that uh, I may draw the picture with all that tech and gear and stuff, but then I go back in and just black out whole sections. If you look at my uh, newest release, I think the uh, Dying Wish uh, mm -hmm. spaceship in space, Yeah, uh, I went back in and blacked out three-fourths of it. Oh. I know it's been compared to uh, the USS Cygnus, which is a favorite ship design of mine uh, from the uh, Disney movie The Black Hole. Um, I love that uh, cathedral, church-like design of the uh, ship uh, where it was all windows and such. But the uh, metal surfaces without windows were kind of blacked out. So really, you just saw that Gothic cathedral haunted church floating in space uh, during the film. And that's, a, that's an aesthetic that I really like. Got it. Got it. So uh, do you have hmm. a Kickstarter in progress yet? We're developing it. Mm -hmm. um, part of what the Patreon is to release pages every day, uh, but I'm kind of doing a vote right now to try and see if everyone would be okay with me doing it every Friday because I'm finding it. So I, I can do a page a day if I pencil it, ink it, color it, put the text in. I can do a page a day, maybe two if I'm really pushed. Wow. But uh, I kind of don't want to. I, I want to just bulk download uh, on Fridays, maybe Friday or Saturday. That and seems then more those, sustainable. Maybe. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, once that's done, we'll collect a six issue because it'll be about an issue a month on my Patreon that's released. And a six issue art is what we want to gather together and release as a graphic novel. And there'll be a, a digital version you can download uh, off the Patreon, not the Patreon, uh, <clears throat> off the Kickstarter, but also we'll make available. Uh, I'm looking at, I think it's Nixon to do the printing. And we've got some really good prices for a 120 page glossy wow. uh, graphic novel. So we'll see where that goes. That, that's quite substantial. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea how large the run will be on the first version? Well, I'm looking at 300 uh, mm -hmm. issues and we'll probably set it around uh, a $6,000 goal, probably mm -hmm. like eight. And uh, we'll have different tiers, but I think the basic tier, well, for the graphic novel would probably be digital $20 tier. And then uh, for the hard copy, it would probably be more like 40 with uh, extra stuff thrown in, which we haven't even begun to uh, think about, okay. you know, like pins, T-shirts. I know we have one T-shirt up on my thread list. I, I was just going to mention you, you've, uh, you've, you've got some merch in the works here for the thread list. Um, yeah, and, and I should be more on top of that, but I have not been. I've just been um, 
sketching and putting out stuff like uh, Geisha Thoris last night. Yeah, and, I uh, saw that. That was very nice. Thank um, you. But I wanted to, I'm just tired of everyone drawing her like she's, uh, you know, just wearing panties and a sword. It's just stupid. If you're going to give her a, an outfit, give her an armored bikini. And that's what I did. <laughs> I just, yeah. <clears throat> Some people, I keep seeing them oversexing this stuff. And I really, not a big fan. I mean, I love what they did in the movie. And I hated that there was no sequel. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, you don't have to make her cheap looking. And that's kind of what I was doing last night. I want to do the same, same thing with Red Sonja. I've been wanting to. She's a favorite of mine, and I want to do a drawing of her with not a more modest outfit, but with some additional items that make it make more sense for her. Yes, because she does see a lot of combat, and to uh, be as minimally protected mm. as she she is, it, it would only make sense to mm. have some workable workable pieces of accoutrement. Well, um, I mean it. If you're gonna give her something, give her a <clears throat> a large fur cloak. I mean, the girl's got to be cold. She's going through the backwoods of yeah. uh, uh, of her lands. I mean, I'm cold now, and I'm wearing a blanket. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I. <clears throat> you can have a female character, but you don't have to make her cheap. And I, I hate seeing that when you've got a strong female character. I mean, I. I have not got to that point. I'm writing a page at a time, which is unusual for me. I like to plot it all out. I mean, I know the plot for uh, Diseased Fleet. Um, and I know the twists and turns. But I haven't got through the, uh, the good guys yet, essentially. Um, but I still haven't nailed down my protagonist. And generally, I write women for protagonists. Um, and I'm... I'm toying with how much I want to uh, mess with the tropes. So you're more you're more pantsing this than than actually and I, plotting yeah, I am. it. And I've been trying really hard not to pants because that's all I ever did. As long as I knew the ending, I could mm -hmm. write it. And I usually always hit my word count that I wanted. Uh, and I've worked really hard to plot. I use a piece of software called Plotter. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is fantastic. It's moved me out of pants. Uh, <clears throat> writing the, uh, I wrote a, I ghost wrote three books for a client. Mm -hmm. And uh, I couldn't have done the last two without Plotter. Just maintaining a complex story alone. I mean, yeah, you can with Microsoft Word if you want to just set up a document and plot. I mean, that's I all you have to do. Scrivener. And uh, uh, Plotter works with with Scrivener. Yep. Oh, okay. You plot everything out, the characters, everything. Then you import it over because I've used Scriv ever since it ported over to uh, you know PC. Uh, I mean, they updated that for I think ten years before we had to buy the new copy. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I just did the update to three. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, a, for a second, I thought I had lost some templates and I was so <laughs> upset. I was like, oh no, what do I do now? Where did they go? But it was right there the whole time. User simplicity. You could download a free copy to test. Try Flutter. Okay. 
because it works really well with script. I mean, I really like it. And uh, it's really helped so much with my writing. But maybe you might like it. I, I don't know if you're a cancer or if you're a... I kind of half-assedly. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest because I've only had I've only had like five or six published pieces over the past five years. <clears throat> so, hey, that's better than most. I hope so. Got to got to keep on moving. If you're not expanding, you're liquidating. I've been in coffee shops in LA with you know ninety nine percent of the people and staff all talking about their stuff they're writing. Mm-hmm. I hate people that talk, and I, I have to control myself because I tend to. Um, love tutorials whether it's writing or art and it gets to a point where I have to smack myself and say you know stop stop going down the rabbit hole of tutorials and just draw something or write what you're doing and uh, but I have a I have a severe weakness for I have four tutorials from uh, uh, Domestica right now that I have not watched that I need to watch, including uh, Vector Art. There's a terrific one that I've got on Vector Art that uh, I'm doing a lot of it now with shading. You've I'm made talking. some beautiful leaps in, in Vector Art. Um, and and I, I love what you've done uh, recently. Uh, that, Thank you. Yes, uh, that will translate to print in any format very, very, very well. But I can't find anyone interested. Ah. no one i i worked hard to develop the food skills because i really loved translating the food or uh little miss terrifier from terrifier 2 which mm-hmm. even surprised me is how realistic i managed to get that look mm-hmm. and crickets nothing which is why i moved on to where I, uh frankly uh switching to my current style has generated more attention than any of my work ever has maybe next to the posters i did for uh miss peregrine yes uh for disney uh those generate a lot of attention but they were a european release uh, russia i was big in russia and uh south america but they did not get a u.s release oh that was a different guy unfortunately uh but uh, <clears throat> i love working with vectors uh adobe illustrators that is probably the most fun artwork i've ever done it really is very rewarding and i know you've said your husband does that work uh yes he does uh he is Mm -hmm. for a local uh printer uh has been doing um prime labels for the past 20 some odd years if it goes up in space if it goes underground if you see it on your grocery store shelves um you've probably seen that work somewhere (laughs) yeah people are always trying to shoehorn me into graphic art or describe me as a graphic artist and i am not i never had that skill um my work is more organic i'm an, an illustrator I mean, that's what I list on my business card. Um, I, I, I don't measure. I don't. Yeah, my stuff is not technically accurate, I would say. Hey, um, it, it, it works, though, because it is sourced from you. you. And mm-hmm. 
in being sourced from you, then it can be manipulated to whatever the user needs the final use to be. So. I've got a, right now, I've got a couple of friends who are just being weird, um, but they don't understand why I'm so quick, why I'm producing such a large volume. And I am trying to get that conceptual design work. And to do that, you've got to be fast. Uh, you got to generate a lot of variations. And that's what I've been training myself to speed up, uh, to produce more. And that's why I'm pounding out like three uh, completed rendered pieces a day and putting it on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Wow. Like, uh, I think I, I did the Plague Doctor yesterday. and That's been on my list for a while. Uh, that's another character, a main character from the disease fleet. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I did that one yesterday. And uh, I'm very fond of it. And uh, I'm, I think I may produce stickers from it. So we'll see. But, I mean, to produce comic books, you have to be fast anyway. Yes. And I think, like I told you, I can pencil and ink a page a day. And that's thanks to uh, switching to digital now. Because I was trying to switch to digital, but staying traditional. Because yeah. I really do like watercolor pencil and color pencil all together. And there's several pieces in my portfolio, uh, like Nux uh, uh, from uh, Fury Road. That was my first portrait to really capture. And uh, I love working traditionally, but it's in this day and age, it's it's not going anywhere. People are not, I, people love the free content, but they're not willing to pay for it. Oh, yes. Um, have you tried Rebel, the watercolor? I have a very mm -hmm. old version of it, but for some reason, uh, I'm just not a painter. Uh, I mean, watercolor in real life, yes, I can do. But digital painting, um, people like Paul Komodo, uh, Lee Moyer, uh, people like that. I look at their work and go, God, I wish I could do that, but I just can't push pixels like that. I have to, I have to do it um, like comic book coloring, where you do the flat and then you color in from there. That I can do. But yeah, I I've got them all. I've got Corel Draw. I've got uh, or Corel Paint. I've got uh, Rebel. I had that from, I think I had the very first version I bought. Uh, well, Clip Studio Paint. I mm -hmm. haven't used it. I've had it for years, but I haven't used it until recently. And that really helps speed up the drawing. Yeah. Wow. So if you're a comic book artist, you have to use Clip Studio Paint. I, I've heard that for years, but I never made the leap but I recommend it wholeheartedly. So um, now, is this the, the first time that you've done uh, graphic novel work? Or is this uh, is, I is dabbled this in it. Stuff? I dabbled in it for like uh, a couple pages, but it was traditional mm -hmm. and uh, it took forever. Uh, there was a, uh, a Lovecraft magazine, Strange Eon, where I did a five page story and it really is garbage. Uh, it's not uh, it's not like the stuff I'm putting out now. It's just awful. And uh, I stayed away from it 
probably because of that. And now this is the first time I'm really doing a deep dive. Okay. Because I, I, I know that, well, I, I, I wouldn't say that I know, but uh, traditionally uh, it is that there's one artist that does the inking and then another artist that does the color and then another artist does the lettering and, and you're doing the entire thing. You're taking this well, all on. I can't really afford to hire anyone. Mm-hmm. And being an artist, I don't even want to ask people to, you know, we'll, we'll work out on the back end from the Kickstarter. I, I don't want to do that either. So and I'm so weirdly sporadic in how I work that it's easier for me just to do it all. And I have some really good friends that I considered asking, including a, a colorist who I know, Paul Mendoza, mm-hmm. who did the... Uh, and I'm going to kill it because I don't remember the whole thing. It is an African-American version of Sherlock Holmes. They released several of them, and I believe they're being picked up for production. Uh, but uh, the Watson character is a medic from Afghanistan. I mean, it's well thought out. It, it was really a good series. And his color work is tremendous, but I just can't bring myself to say... Hey, let's move. Let's work together, and uh, we'll pick you up on the back end when everybody will get paid. So, because mm. that's I'm a risk in it itself. All. Yeah, and I don't want to ask anyone to take that risk. I mean, it's one of the reasons I've never done a Kickstarter or a Zoop. Uh, I'm being directed to Zoop instead of Kickstarter, so I'm checking this. It's a comic. I think it's a comic only fundraiser. Oh wow. So Zoop. I need that link. Z O O P. I I got a tab open on my screen, but I haven't uh, even actually read it. It was recommended to me by Craig Rasman. Rasman. Ras. You. Uh, I'm horrible <laughs> okay. with names. Um, he's a terrific cartoonist. Uh, I met him live finally mm-hmm. in 2016 at San Diego Comic Con. Really great guy and terrific advice. And he said, Zoop. He's releasing on Zoop uh, this month, a new piece, actually. Very cool, very cool. So when when will we, when should we expect the, uh, the first issue of the Diseased Fleet? Well, the first page is up already on my Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yes. So hopefully by the end of January, Excellent. The full first issue will be up. And then once we have the first issue, then I'm going to look at setting up the Kickstarter. And basically, we would have a target date of uh, November uh, for delivery. That sounds very, very promising. I hope so. Yeah. I really do. I I mean, I like the concept in my head. Mm -hmm. And I'm Seeing the translation is turning out very nice, and we'll see if I, hopefully I can keep it up. (laughs) Absolutely. Everyone will be happy with it. Thank you so much, John, for taking the time to uh, speak with me today about your new project, and I I wish you all the success. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. And Nice to meet you after years of interacting. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Same here. 
And you have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. And thank you all for tuning in to Legends of Tabletop. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.